Once you have shades on. Yeah. Yeah, but but they're see through. You can see my eyes. Mm. See when you're lying to me. I don't lie. I try not to. Moses said women like prefer men who lie to them. He did say that. I disagree. He disagreed. Mm. For me personally, <coughs> I do think not everyone can handle the truth. But it depends. But I don't mean again over lying. You mean like slightly <laughs> lying? Okay, there's some <laughs> lies. Some lies. <laughs> A lie is a lie. What lies can you take in medicine? What lies can I take in? Yeah. None. I don't like lies. Me personally, I don't like lies. And I try not to lie. It's one thing my people know about me. If I am lying, then it's probably for someone. So, but if it exactly. only has no, to do No, 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 not for someone in terms of for them to feel better. I mean for someone in terms of if Let's say, Mark, you tell me something and you say, Melissa, this is a secret. I don't want you to tell anyone. And someone directly asks me about it, I will lie for you. Does ah. that make sense? You'll cover up. You'll keep the I secret. I will cover up for you. Yes, I'll keep the secret. <clears throat> so that puts honesty as one of your values. Oh, for sure. Openness and honesty, definitely. Part of me. In your experience, how those formed your life or structured um, it it has helped me a lot it's helped me a lot in terms of people tr- put trust in me a lot um you know just a lot of information that i get and knowledge from people um in terms of just communication with people um i don't really get into fights i don't have any enemies just because what you see is what you get i'm very open and honest so you don't have haters not that I know of. What is a hater define? A someone hater? someone that does not like you, they don't even have to have met you. Um, mm, how maybe. have you reacted to people, strangers, saying anything negative to you? Could be like an Instagram comment, could mm. be on social media. Because mm. yeah, first of all, <clears throat> yeah, you have like a high profile out there. Okay. So how have you reacted? Hey, you're you a musician. So definitely your Instagram is booming. There's a high profile. I don't know why you smile about it. It's the truth. <laughs> okay. But how have you reacted? To, um, to like, how do you react to negative feedback? Yeah. Um, <coughs> to be honest, I don't really get a lot compared to what I see out there. So I'm very grateful for that, first of all. But in terms of how I react to it, I think it's... Um, I always I try not to take things personally. So especially with people that don't know me and say anything, they can only go off of what they see. Yeah. So um, I don't take it personal. Um, I also believe that everything stems from somewhere. So sometimes when someone is saying something negative, they're reflecting on something that they are facing. Um, I think, again, my father's profession and him being a psychiatrist and us just having lots of conversations in that field helps me a lot when it comes to understanding people and things that they say and how I perceive them. Do you think your father being a psychiatrist is a great like advantage to how you are brought up? Definitely. Do you, do you think you have any childhood traumas, you know, of things you think like, Yo, if I went back to like my childhood mm. and changed this, maybe mm. by now this would have been like better. 
Um, yeah, I do. There's you a want lot to share that, those experiences, um, like some that are general, where you could like give a um, whole experience. I think, uh, especially looking back at like pictures of myself, I feel like when I look at pictures of myself when I was very very young, I was very jolly and you know happy. I still am. Yeah. But I think that there's a, a period of my life where. I missed out on a childhood. And that's something that I try to like install in all my nieces and nephews and little brothers like live life in the moment and you know enjoy What do you mean you childhood. missed out? Like um, you were not playing with toys, no, you were serious I was with brought up quite independently. So basically, just quick background story, my parents um moved to Germany. Uh, my father started, you know, studying um, medicine. He had already started here in Makere yeah. and I think finished actually um, doing tropical medicine. And then he came to Germany. They didn't acknowledge it. So he had to do, you know, general medicine all over again. Um, so for him doing that, then my mother moving to Germany, not knowing a single German word, um, you know, my father being busy with studying and stuff like that and working all over the place. So now... Um, for me, it was, you know, I had to start school just like anyone else. But because my mother couldn't speak the language, a lot of the things that needed to be done, uh, paperwork, dealing with different, you know, offices and stuff like that, I had to now jump in and do that. You know, in terms of us moving houses and things like that, I as a child was always talking to these, you know, grown humans about different things just because my mom couldn't speak the language up until my little brother was born and anything that had to do with him and his school education, um, how to apply, what to do, it's always been me. So um, in that time, I missed out on, you know, just being a child because I had to help out with a lot of adult responsibilities. What have you done to, to like, get that back? To feel like you've not missed out? You... <clears throat> The fact that you acknowledge it is important mm. and it's good. Mm. Do you think there's a solution or you just moved on and you have worked to know that? Um, I don't think there's a solution yeah. because it's it's in the past. It has already happened. I'd also think that it's helped me. I'm kind of grateful for that experience because I don't think I'd be the person I am today if it weren't for that. Um, but I also, as you said, I acknowledge it. I don't ignore it. I know that it is part of me and I know it shows in different aspects in my life. So when I am dealing with other people, um, I know that that's a part of me. So sometimes um, if someone might not understand where I'm coming from or why, um, I act a certain way or, you know, why I see things in a certain way. I know that it comes from that. So in the way I communicate, it shows. But in terms of a solution, it's not a problem. So um, there's no need for a solution for it. I think it's just about acknowledging it and, you know, reflecting on that and what effect it has on my life today. Interesting. Do you think that's why you... You really like like attaching yourself to to culture here, yeah? Yeah. To to being a Muganda woman. Yes. Do you think it's also because you missed the bit of your childhood where you your mind could have been taken away from you focus so much on grown people talk and grown people lifestyle that now that's all you know and that's why you want to be like okay, not like you want to be. Mm. That's why you're attached to to culture, because a lot of people our age, mm. yeah, do not like really give 
don't care about like culture like we were involved mm-hmm. we we'll put on gomez's one or going for introductions mm-hmm. we we'll put on the suits but like i would never care when there's anything that is happening in mm-hmm. like culture let's say from my clan from the cl- clan leader i do not know where our clan leader is and i'm speaking for very many people yeah for a fact like i know what the name is mm-hmm. yes. uh, i can because it's like uh, a recommend it's like a requirement like why would i be a muganda without knowing mm. but like to give it that detail the attention to yeah i can't even it's, it's, it's rare that i would claim my culture of course unless i'm asked that hey yeah Yeah. But for you um, <clears throat> I think for me what mainly why I'm so prideful and I try and love to learn so much is just because you know being born and raised in Germany it's like I'm around Germans. So now yeah. finding your identity that, that, and kind of you know building that confidence it that it was culture and again my mother didn't speak the German language so Um for me at home once I opened the door it was it was like I was in Uganda my mother would speak Luganda to us the food that she would cook what she would know what the the morals everything that she would teach me had to do with you know mm-hmm. Buganda or Uganda so I think it's it's just being in living in your identity or finding your identity in a space that is so foreign to you I think that is what mainly you know pushes the interest for me in terms of you know the Uga- Uganda and yeah, our culture that makes sense because i've also seen other other anti superstars like you like can reclama <laughs> like who who want to like trace back their roots yeah. like Chris to like africa yeah. i think he went back to gabon got citizenship mm-hmm. i mean if you've achieved it in life and you've had the success yeah. why why would that be important why would it be important yeah. Well, you talked about identity which made sense. That is I very mean, important. You know a lot of people struggle in. with that. Like I feel like if you don't really know where you're from, who you are, you know what you are about, it really transparents like in a lot of things in your life. So that is a very important point that we shouldn't just overlook. It's like kind of being somewhere and you don't have like you're alone. Like as humans, we were created to live amongst each other. We're not supposed to be alone. Um and you do kind of feel alone when you're in a space like for example America as a black person with everything that you have to deal with or like um you know just the country that like how it's set up and things like that you like you just feel alone. So that sort of belonging helps a lot I think personally. Okay, now there's been a conversation we're still talking about how you're raised, yeah? Yeah. So there's been a conversation online. Mm-hmm. Um I think I started it when I talked about being grown being taken to boarding school from like S1 to from P1 I, I went to boarding school in top class. Yeah. I just didn't study top class. It was not UNS. But then to P1 straight from I was in boarding school. Mm. <laughs> All factors constant. It was my my dad had no options, yeah. He had to mm-hmm. go work. I had to go to boarding school. But that means um much as he took me to a top school he took gave me the life paid the school fees mm-hmm. I missed out on having like a really good father son friendship relationship yeah Fair like what what I have with my dad is 
is more like father son yeah mm-hmm. like you're my father because you're my father there's yeah. no way you can do it i'm your son because i'm your son yeah, yeah? Uh, but like the bond of being friends like, mm-hmm. and and people are bringing this up where you you can just talk to your dad about it and i was still telling you <laughs> how it was so so hard to me like to take anyone to mm. him like hey this is my person or this this is my female friend like it was never it, because that relationship was never there yeah, yeah. i could could come home we eat food you know your school fees is paid the most important things mm. are the things that mattered and mm-hmm. because that's what life dictates mm-hmm. things that mattered to him so i missed out on how important some things are yeah like the the bond the friendship you mm-hmm. have talking to your own person um i don't i don't know what people have with their fathers anyway, mm-hmm. so but i i like my dad yeah. i'm proud of him i want to be like him yeah. his, his character is everything you die for mm. but that for you do you think it's important first of all yet people have to work do you really believe people have time to to parent like the movies where you have to come kiss your son in the in <laughs> bed then be there for their sports because it's hard the odds are already against you yeah you yeah. have to you have like five children yeah they are all getting to school and in care is a bit hard so you have to like probably go get money elsewhere yeah and that means you have to stay away from family you have to sacrifice one thing mm-hmm. it's either i can afford a better life for my family mm-hmm. or we'll stay mediocre and there's no progress mm-hmm. and people miss out on things mm-hmm. yeah so for you How is your relationship with your dad? Yeah. One he's a psychiatrist which is good, but also I do not know if you've grown up around him mm. yeah, in terms of just not providing. People um females are saying the conversation online, yeah? yeah. That is females are saying that men shouldn't just provide. And men are saying providing is hard that I have to sacrifice everything else mm. to make sure that I can provide. Yeah. Yeah. I think um uh firstly um i can understand men and the pressure that they feel i do think that society puts a lot of pressure on them in terms of like you know providing and yeah. things like that i do think that we should be a bit more fair when it comes to men in their position um but then on the other side i also agree that you know parenting is isn't just providing you know it is important for us to have both parents in our lives i do think that both parts play a big role um and i think it is beautiful and also important for us to see that you know see both of our parents um present everyone has their own you know style of bringing up their children yeah. um that is up to everyone privately um but i do think that um I do think that a lot of us need to know ourselves more and know what we can handle. I think if you know already that um I'm at a stage in my life where I can afford one child, I can work and also be present in their life, then only have one child, you know. If you know that you can handle more, then have more. What happens if you're prepared to have one child and God gives you twins? If you get twins and that's what God God will provide like you <laughs> there will be a way for you to figure it out um but as you know there's a saying that says it takes a village and I do agree with that like raising up a child is actually not as But you know that that, that was in those days when I was growing up yeah yeah um I grew up from a humble family mm-hmm. but we were still very 
very far away from the normal communities, yeah? Yeah. So we had gates, enclosed, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Now, when you go out of the gate, for me, when I used to take out, my, when I come back for holes and I take, let's say, my bike outside, get to play. My dad was in Japan. Mm-hmm. But they would call him. He would have friends. Oh, your son is always on the streets. He's never <laughs> settled at home. Like, he would know. Like, it, I knew that the community was involved in, like, Every decision making I had to make, they've seen me with a girl on the street, he would know that yeah. hey, on Saturday at this time, <laughs> on this road, you, you are with a girl. What are you doing with women? Things like that. Like, yeah. The community would help him get involved. He's also like a really strong church person. So a lot of people go to the same churches. Yeah. yeah. So they'll look out for your children. But that is not the case. When I had my child, I was literally raising the boy alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Um, from there's times I didn't have a mate. Mm-hmm. And I, would, I had to like sacrifice. Now there's no work. I had to stay home and just. He was Take he him. was very young. I was like two years then. Mm. So I had to stay home with him, and there was no one, not even my neighbor. Like you don't have people. Don't have the type of. Is it people don't have those relationships? I do. I know for a fact that the people that stay next door. Yeah. I've only said about five words to them mm. since I came here. Either I meet her when I'm moving out. Mm-hmm. Like hey, how are you? And that's it. Like. They cannot know what's going. They don't even know that I have a podcast in this. Mm. Yeah, like, that's, that's quite interesting. It, it reminds me of life in the Western world, or should I say Germany? Actually, yeah. because that's where I live. So um, yeah, it's very much everyone is minding their own. And one thing that we admire about Africa, can I say Uganda in particular, is that you know Uganda is a country that's very welcoming and very. You know, so what you're telling me right now to me, so I'm surprised because I don't really well. It's not I don't that I, I feel that as I much. don't want to compare it to Germany. I've not been to Germany. Yeah, but I'm just comparing it to like old times. Of course, people look out it's for still, you. People are welcoming. Yeah. People are very good people. But it's here. not as how it yeah. used to be. It's also not very inclusive, even just on a family basis. Mm. You don't have very many aunties visit you, mm. things like, like like they used to get involved when I was still growing up. Mm. I do not know if people are just too poor that everyone is really focused on their growth mm. or all that. But again, how do you think parents can have very good relationships with the fact that they have to work? Mm. Yeah, because right now even women work, yeah? Mm. Uh, most women don't raise their children. The maids do. Mm-hmm. When I look at the friends I have who their maids raise their children. You have to be at work the whole time. Yeah. Woman comes back. What is it that kids are saying? Let's say online. Mm-hmm. Children are saying. People who have grown up, they have realized they're now self-aware. Mm-hmm. They know what causes some of their traumas. Yeah. So they're looking back to their past. Because <laughs> me, I don't have a problem. I went to boarding school. I think it, it molded me very well. Mm. I can independently live on my own. Mm-hmm. But I know that I spent a lot of time away from my parents. Mm-hmm. School raised me and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's just a fact. You can't deny it. I was um, Even the holidays, I used to go back home. Yeah. T- the things I used to talk to m- with my, my dad on phone... Well, very basic things. Hey, I, I think I need shoes. I think I need a new laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and luckily enough, would provide, and that's I'm grateful enough for that. But I feel like I, he didn't get to know his child. Yeah, yeah, and and he cannot build that now because right now all he does is like randomly call you, and it will be like maybe there's something that's going to happen at home. Mm. You know, holler at you. You bump on him in the street, and you're like, hey, hey, unless there's like a function. 
I have no business with my dad. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Like apart from like real hardcore business, if you have like we, we have some stuff we do in the village mm. where we share. Yeah. Maybe that. Mm. But like on a normal day, I wouldn't call my dad my friend and it would be as real. Like it's not like he's my dad. Like to me, it's different. My friend is my friend, but people make it seem like they're friends with their friend. No, like you. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of your interviews with your dad. Yeah. I wouldn't even... It would be so hard for my dad to come on this podcast. Mm. Very, very hard. Like, we all have different lives, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I th- yeah, I think... I think it is... It is... Communication plays a big role because you know you can be... A parent can be present physically, but you can still <laughs> feel like they're not present in your life. Um, I think it has to do a lot, a lot to do with knowing your child as well, because we're all different in a way too. How do you think your dad mended your relation, like built the relationship? Um, you, you know what's him? interesting? A lot yeah. of people think because of what they see yeah. that my dad has been, you know, present in my life the whole time, which is not the case. Uh, my father used to, I used to see him maybe once every two weeks. Um, there's a period of time where I didn't see him for a year and I think even over a year. So um, it's not like my dad has been present in my life 24-7, no. Again, one thing that helps me as a person personally, I'm just very open and vocal. So if I feel like, you know, there's times in my life where I felt like, you know, he wasn't present or this is something I wanted, I have been able to voice my opinion towards him. I think for parents, what is also important is how you react to when your child is telling you something. That's why I'm going back to communication. It starts when they're still very young. If you um, are a parent or your parenting style is very, you know, harsh, always no and beating and whatnot, um, maybe your child will then you know, withdraw and maybe not really open up to you or tell you things. And that, you know, kind of creates a sort of distance. Um, With my parents, I feel like I've had the best of both worlds because my mom is someone who is a bit more strict. Um, But even in her strictness, I just because of how big headed and, you know, confident I am, I would still not lie to her about, I don't know, where I'd go or things like that or people I'd be with. Even if I knew that it's something that she wouldn't like me somewhere she wouldn't want me to be or go or be with, I would still do that. But I would be honest and open with her and tell her. So she's just always given me the feeling that my mother will tell me when she feels like I'm doing something wrong. But even if I am making a mistake and I'm telling her, the worst thing that can happen is her to, you know, quarrel and scream at me and be like, why would you do that? And all of that is out of love, you know. Um, I think that is also important, knowing that your parents love you and care for you and want the best for you. So even if you don't agree sometimes on something, that is even in friendship, it's the same thing. Um, But one thing we also have to understand as children are that these are our parents. Again, me, I'm someone, I look at the bigger picture. So as I said, everything stems from somewhere. My mother's parenting style is the way it is because of how she was raised up. So um, my late granddad, may so rest in peace, has passed away. But um, the stories that I hear about, you know, how he was with his children and then my grandmother, her mom is still alive. So the conversations I have with her are very open on as to how she raised my mother. So when my mom reacts in a way, I know, okay, Melissa, 
She doesn't know any better. This is how she was raised. She's now in a whole different country, new space, new, you know, challenges. It's a different life. Same thing goes for my dad. You know, his mother, bless her soul, still alive. I have conversations with her. The father also passed away, but I know how he was, or I know a bit of how he was brought up. So that helps a lot as well. You talked about parents loving their children. Do you know some yeah. parents don't love their children, genuinely? Um, I'm sure. I'm sure that's a possibility. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but mm. the one thing <clears throat> my dad kept telling us while growing up, that mm. you are so on your own, mm. that life has been so unfair to, to me, like to him, mm-hmm. and his own mom. Mm. I didn't have that relationship with his own mom. Like, mm-hmm. He believed that his own mom kind of like hated him as a child because she had very many children. Mm-hmm. So there's such a thing. Your, your own parent can hate you. Yes. Yeah. And that affects the child as well. And also understand, like, you know how they say there's different love languages? I, for example, um, the way I want to receive love is not how... No. That's why you keep asking for (laughs) That's one thing I don't. Everyone knows. Me and physical touch. But yeah, no. um, The one thing, like, the way I want to receive love is not how my parents give me love. Does that make sense? Like, Would you de- describe how your parents give you love? Not like, ah, they took me to the school. Like, how you like, yeah, how do you How do they? How, um, they? how are they giving you love? Yeah. And how would you want to give your love? Like, I want those two scenarios. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, I'm very keen on, um, uh, one of my love languages is acts of service, for example. That's one thing that I love. Acts of service, I don't, I don't want to ask for it. I feel like it should just happen naturally, you know. Um, Another thing would probably be words of affirmation. Now, my mother is very far from words of affirmation. That's not her thing. She's tough, yeah? She's not tough, actually. She's But just in her own way. Like, you just have to understand her. Very loving woman, honestly. Just in her own way. So, that we... like we clash a lot because of that because for her it's like she she loves me and she does things and you know when she's talking to other people on the phone ah the woman can brag about her daughter and how much she loves me and how much but she could never say that to me so now me i feel like i want to hear those things those things keep me going they you know motivate me they it's just positive influence i like hearing those things but again not the same, you know, page mm-hmm. on, in terms of of uh, uh, love languages, and same goes for my dad. Um, do you feel like that's um, that's a result because your mom didn't do that, and now that's it's exactly what you want? Like she didn't receive it, or no, she didn't do that with you. Like she, 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 or like in terms of I'm looking for it. Let's say in a partner, maybe. Yeah, no, like in a partner from 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 life, like in general, yeah. because I didn't receive it. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know how it works. Have you if noticed already... any of your childhood traumas and how they have affected you now? And you can like spot them out and you're like, yo, do you know? Because because I wasn't really like me. I wasn't really so open to my dad. Mm. I feel like I can, if I could lie to him about some stuff, <laughs> I could lie up to anyone about it mm. and it became a habit like ah, you're not so important if i can get away with some stuff with my own father mm-hmm. then 
your feelings don't matter to me that much interesting until you know growth is very important yeah, yeah. And, and to me the most important bits with growth are all the times i've failed at everything let it be a rejection from a, a woman i like let it be mm-hmm. from a relationship all that just cuz i always want to go back and be like but now i like to win my last name is wamala really mm. i i was born to win like, at least my mom the only things my bigger sister tells me about my mom saying like that's all she knew about me that you know that guy is going to win mm. so <clears throat> i've put that at the back of my head for a very long time that mm-hmm. when i fail at something mm-hmm. you said i don't like to listen to people but i don't have <laughs> but when i fail at really things i go back to them yeah. and I trace like yo okay now this is because of this this is because of this yeah now i realized that some of the things it's because of how i grew up with and it, it takes some time to like um i didn't like reading growing up mm-hmm. i've just got in that culture of reading mm-hmm. so i did not get to understand a lot of things and it yeah. cost me a big big chunk of like oh I'm like this because of my childhood. Yeah. Uh, I do not know how to control my emotions because of this. I I used to get angry so quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things I really know until until my anger cost me my life. Okay, not my life, I'm still alive. But mm. it cost me my world. Let me put it in that case. Now, the anger, now going back taught me. This is why by the way I also have a dog. Mm-hmm. Cuz you know dogs are very 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 annoying. So they help you train your emotions. Just a useless being doesn't pay any money. Just has to eat all the time. It's yeah. So the only thing I get from it is the more it has to piss me off, mm. and I have to think of the fact that it's just a dog. Mm-hmm. It cannot get me pissed off. Like I control myself. Like I keep that type of anger. Now I I I still practice it with also my friends mm. to know that. You can only do so little to like get to my nerves. Like mm. if, if if a dog that does nothing in my life cannot piss me off, then you who can maybe at some point contribute. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can be fair in my judgment. Mhm. So that is one of those things and it's from the fact that I used to fear my dad so much. Mhm. Yet he's actually a really nice person and this is where I think um Cause fuck poverty, people have to go and work. If, <laughs> if things were constant and that was never the case, mm-hmm. would be would be so so close. Yeah, um, the, the rich is a time in life where you can't fix some things. Yeah, why you just can't force it. Really. Force no, fix yes. Fix. It's never too late to fix. Never. You know the contribution of um, the past. Yeah, mm. drives so much of how our futures look like. Mm. Yeah. You have to look so much back in the past to understand to connect the dots yeah mm. to then trace out how your future is going to to align. So there are some things you can't fix. You can. You just explained how to. The experience yeah, I'm not saying that it's you easy. I'm not saying it's easy, easy or hard. But you can. I really like doing hard things, but you can. You just explained how how to do it. I you have actually to go back this, and connect. I, I just give you a lot of my personal examples, but I was asking you about your own childhood traumas. Yeah. Yeah, no, you can give me an example. Um, probably how you've tried to fix or I if you've think, been successful. I think one thing for example yeah. is you you see how we talked about physical touch? Yeah. It's one thing that I don't like. My friends know this. 
my, you know, people around me know this. It's one thing I don't like. I do get moments, but it's a general thing. Also because my mother was never the, you know, touchy person. So I do think that that affects you, you know. Um, One example that really showed me that black and white, we were, it was last year in summer, I believe. We were out, you know, me, my mom, my dad. I think my little brother was there, my sister. So now in summer, we've seen a lot of women, you know, with their baby bumps. They're walking around and they are, you know, giving love to their baby bums in open, you know, just rubbing their belly, talking yeah. to their bum and things like that, right? And same thing with the man in their life doing that. So now my mother's like, what are they doing? Like, why are they rubbing their baby bum? Like, you know, what's happening here? And I looked at my mother and I said, wow, you just opened my eyes. And she's like, why? What? And I was like, you never did that when I was in your stomach, right? She's like, no. I was, I mean, I was pregnant. I knew you was coming and that's that. So now, obviously, again, my dad being a psychiatrist, he was there as well. I said, dad, don't you know how much of an effect it plays for a mother to show love to her baby when it's in the stomach and the body-to-body contact? Like, yes, it does. Like, this is proven. It's not... Just us saying, this is medical knowledge, you know, that we have. That's why whenever the mother gives birth, they first have to have that skin-to-skin contact with their mother. Like, those are things that are very vital and important. And it shows when the child does not have that. So now, Mm. me, Melissa Mulungi, I don't like physical touch because of that. That's where it stems from. Obviously, even me being born, if she would have maybe done it after or anyone else maybe I would have still developed it. You know, I'm not saying that was the end all, but it also didn't have happen after that. So, But how do people get this information? Let me just stop you there. Because mm. I've remembered the whole time I was having a baby. Yeah. I was involved all through. Mm-hmm. And that was not information you'd come across. Um, not even in... Because I was there until, until the boy was born today, actually, on this very day. Mm-hmm. So, Happy birthday to him. I was in hospital the whole time they were giving birth to him. Yeah. You didn't see the body-to-body contact, how they immediately... That's Well, that that I remember. Yes. That happened. But for yeah, a few because minutes. of course the mom is going to ask for the child. I don't feel like... No, but the you could still do something else before that. But the, the first thing that they do, if you pay attention, that's like one of the first things. And it's very important to give that time for that. But in terms of how they find out, it's experiments, you know experiments you do it and you don't do it one and you see how it affects the child and so also what have you been doing to to like fix that but you're still telling me um yeah I... in terms of that was actually yeah just how one thing for example that i know yeah. i the reason why um but in terms of fixing it is just first of all me acknowledging it understanding where it comes from and now in my first relationship for example um i had a partner who you know who like physical touch was important to him when you're in a relationship it's about compromising so for me it was like okay Mel as much as this is something that you don't like your partner does so this is a point where you compromise and I did and you know it was it was more so it started off being more so for my partner than for myself in the time because I didn't realize what I was doing but in the end all I was like oh this is actually also helping me with my you know, personal issue when it comes to physical touch. So, yeah. And also children help a lot. 
nieces and nephews because they're very yearning when it comes to they love cuddles and hugs and what and I'm a very prideful aunt so that also helped me so you spend a lot of time with children I do I like children I like their minds mm, like very interesting minds so still in terms of growth mm. how much growth have you noticed in your life and you can quantify it and be like okay and this can be positive or negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, I feel like I should not have been to this stage. Mm. Like, do you feel like growing up is important? Would you choose to grow up if it was like a choice? <laughs> or would you... S- Me personally, yeah, just because, I, again, <clears throat> I feel like I missed out on a childhood... I probably would have loved to experience that and see the outcome of that. But also, I don't like to dwell on things I cannot change. Change, you know, things yeah. that happened in the past. That's what it is. It's about solutions for me. So, okay, that happened. You've acknowledged it. What now? What does that mean? How does that translate? What are you going to do with that information? Um, but yeah, in terms of growth, I do think that I have. Um, grown a lot especially you know just being having so many different people of different walks of life in my in my life and them sharing their experiences and me sharing my experiences and them you know just a lot of time being very vocal about how they admire how I handle certain situations what have you learned from the most Mm. is it other people's experiences the ones that they've shared with you Mm -hmm. or your personal experience so it's like to deal with like situations. Is it? Are you see? Yeah, my life is largely informed by my own mistakes. Yeah. Or my experiences. Yeah. <clears throat> like I listen to people. Mm-hmm. I also read a lot of stuff. My Do friends you? are motivational. Yeah. Speakers, some of them. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I see a lot of people say a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, I look at a lot of like data in yeah. terms of what works and what doesn't. But even with all that. I still sit back and like, you know what? With just my team, let's do it and, and find out. Yes. The thing is... Learn I'd love, doing. Yeah. I, I experience more from from my own life. Yeah. Like, I want to learn from my own life as as opposed to maybe reading things like the Bible and learning from what the Bible preaches or mm-hmm. the books or other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to live every moment of my life and... Have my own data to to like yeah. to what builds to the next day. How do I get into the next day? How do yeah. I survive that day? Then just to to be cautious, yeah, with people like, hey, if you do this, maybe this turns out. People yeah. have turned out like this because they have done this. Yeah, yeah. To you, is it more of experiences of others or? Um, I think it really depends on which aspect in my life, but I think mainly, mm. ideally, it's more so you know the effect of you going through something is usually bigger. But I also feel like in my life, a lot of things that I avoid or have learned from other people. Like, for example, I don't know, the fact that I don't drink alcohol or I've never smoked anything in my life. Things like that is more so I've seen the effect that it has on very close people to me. And then I made a decision of I'm not going to do that or I don't like the idea of, I don't know, being drunk and not being in charge of 
what I'm doing or what's happening because I have friends that wake up the next day and say, what happened? Like, you don't remember Speaking that? of you not, <laughs> not having, how do I call it? Um, there's a saying mm. on the streets mm. that be very, 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 very wary of people mm. who don't have a habit. We all have habits. Mine is just not alcohol or, I don't know, drugs or nicotine or anything like that. No cannabis. No that. I've never even tried it. Not even tested alcohol. I've tasted alcohol before. I have. Didn't like the taste. So, how do you handle life with a sober mind? Very well. I like being sober. I'm naturally a nosy person. I like to know things. And I like to be in charge of what I'm doing. I always told my parents that if you see Melissa doing something, never blame Melissa's surroundings. It is me that has made that decision. If I make a mistake, it's because I made that mistake. Not because, oh, she was around these people. This one influenced her. I'm so big-headed. Influenced me to do what? <laughs> no. If I'm doing something wrong, I did something wrong. And I can sit there and be like, damn, I messed up. How? What practices have you done with your mind? First of all, speaking of the friends you have, you have, um, you have celebrity friends, yeah? That's mm-hmm, for a fact. Partly. So that means you can't skip the high life. Yeah? Mm. The high life means Chibala, because it's, you have celebrity friends who are always in the bar and they're always dope places, dope hanging out. Like It's a fast life, yeah? Mm. You, you don't get to see anything bad from a celebrity's life. It's not like they don't go through bad stuff. They mm. do. But the lives they live are just the fast lane lives. Mm. And also, yeah, their life dictates that they live that way. Mm. But how have you put your mind in a place that is content and also in a place because when you speak you you make it seem like you've already reached that stage in life where you understand how to make your own decisions mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so like how have you put your mind to get there and not just be taken up mm, i think that goes back to my childhood and as i said like me having to be so independent and, you know, carrying these different responsibilities at such a young age, um, I was kind of forced to make my own decisions because I didn't really have anyone in my life to make certain decisions for me. If it comes to education, what school I'm going to go to, how to, you know, it was me. I had to do that um, because my mom didn't know the school system. It was completely different. So it started at a very young age. Um, and I think that just, you know, carried on in life for me. Do you feel comfortable living that way? Like generally, do you ever feel like maybe I deserve to be like the ratchet kind? Like what does it do? You ever feel, do you ever miss out on heights? Like what it feels to be high. Because um, first of all, most of the music, and you're a musician, so most of the music out there has to talk about these things, mm, these feelings, yeah? Mm-hmm. And states of people going to cloud now. Be Beyonce, be it who, be it who, be it yeah. who, be it who. Like, yeah, do you ever feel like like a being just adventurous enough to, to want to find out mm. what happened? Uh, no, because I feel like it's not for me. Again, I've had people in my life that have go through that or have gone through that and just me because i'm basically the friend that is seeing as much as the world sees these people as celebrities yeah 
some of them yeah, are actually friends. my friends. Yeah. So in our friendship, again, like I said, a lot of people feel like they can be very open with me. So I see the, the picture of what everyone else sees and I see what is behind that, the effects that that has on them as well. So just seeing that to me is enough to be like, okay, Melissa, that is something that's not for you. Like you're not missing out because that's not something that you want to experience. And because... You know, I'm in a position where I help these people with certain things. It's like, it's, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me for myself personally. I, I can also understand why certain people do it and in what moments it happens for them. Again, because they are open enough with me. Mm. So I see that. But, I'm, yeah, we just all have different struggles and, you know. So the thing with influence, not even in your childhood have you been influenced with like peer pressure. Mm. You don't have traces of that. Mm, I have, but on a very small scale. Um, I like to sometimes compare myself with my little brother just because we have the same parents um, and we kind of grew up in the same household, more or less. Um, so I can tell that, you know, there's certain things that, he is easier to do because of the surroundings that he has. But I noticed that at a very young age, you know, that he was like that. But again, for me, just because I just always kind of had some sort of my own mind because I didn't really have a choice. Um, so, yeah, I, I, of course, there's little things where, you, you know, you see certain people maybe buying a certain item and you're like, oh, I want to have that too, you know, but not on a scale of like characteristics or anything that's very major. Mm. Um, no, not really. I'm very much, um, I like just, you know, doing my own thing. And if I like something, then I'll, I'll do that and I'll buy it and I'll, you know, get it. And if it happens to be something that's popular at that moment, I don't mind getting it either. Like, I'm not the type to be like, oh, no, I have to be completely different and only me and whatnot. And I'm, you know, inventing this new, I don't know, style or whatever it is. No, but um, if you see me having something or dressing a certain kind of way or whatever it is, it's because I want to because I feel like it's nice. So, um, speaking of difference, I've just remembered when I told you, when I told you something before we started the podcast, and yeah. you said that as a woman, when you walk out of the door, yeah, a lot of men will tell you things, yeah. and that's how it is. Like, mm. but then, how do you, how do you tell mm. genuine from fake from mm. the things you're being told? Um. One thing I've realized is when it comes to human beings, it's very hard to tell. Like, a lot of human beings are very great at pretending. So you can't really know. Like, there's no no formal for you to be like, okay, check, check, check. Yeah, if yeah, this yeah, and this yeah. and this happens, then you know. You can't really know. But I think it's more of a feeling, how you feel. And for me, it's, you know, experience. Even if someone was to lie to me, but I, in that moment, I feel good. Whatever they're telling me is making me feel good. I'll enjoy that moment for what it is. If after the fact, I realize that this person lied to me the whole time around, I'm sure I'm going to be hurt, but then that's what happened. And in the moment, I felt good. The person treated me good. I'm going to run with that for the moment. So in a world again where... Um we have social media. We have the internet. Yeah. And I can 
I can influence what you think about me mm-hmm. by just what I post. Oh yes, for yeah? sure. Mm-hmm. True or fake? Because then, um, you see, when it comes to things that have metrics on it, on on, on them, where like their numbers, yeah, mm-hmm. it's easy for anyone to like export anything that would trigger people, mm-hmm. yeah. And 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 you see, we the phones are very weird. I can just be in my bedroom the whole day and mm-hmm. disturbed by my own things. Mm-hmm. But then, because I don't want to be disturbed alone, mm-hmm. I can choose now to disturb a huge part of some people in the world because there's an algorithm that connects us together. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you know some of the things that I post mm-hmm. on the internet, mm-hmm. but then you also know the person I am online. Yeah. How much of my reality? Mm. informs your perspective of the person that I am when you have two scenarios of well, it, some people are the same also, like you, yeah? Your life, you post your life what you're on about there is really no actual difference between the Melissa that is offline yeah. and one that is online mm. but then there are times when I post something yeah one when I know, it could piss off some people but then it's a random thought in my head yeah yeah Mm. Does that inform your perspective about the person I am, even though you've met me like in person? Because now me, uh, my friend Escobar has no Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Twitter. Oh gosh. Shout out But he doesn't use it that much. Yeah? Uh-huh. But the mark he knows. Yeah. Yeah. It's very it's different, different from, from uh, the online presence. It's not so different. Yeah. They, mm. This might be my real self on, on online, but. There are some things he does not know. Like, you'll get to him and tell him, oh, there's this guy, Karen, he said this. Like, oh, Karen, that, who is mm. Karen? Like, in that, in that specific thing, yeah. who is Karen Mark? But when he gets to know that, oh, this is the guy that actually I work with. You say some different. outrageous things sometimes online. Everyone does, right? And, and don't you think we're supposed to have, like, free speech? Oh, go ahead. But then also be okay with the backlash. Yeah, I, do, I don't really think I'm at a stage where I mind about backlash. Because one, yeah, again, it's, I do not, I, my, my, my perspective to this is just being so free that I can express myself. This is why I have a podcast, by the way. Yes. Yeah, so that I can express myself. This is how involved I am on free speech. In mm-hmm. fact, even the drugs, I have another podcast on just drugs, the Mindspace podcast. Yeah. So things I'm passionate about, I, I really go and act. Mm-hmm. So it's about... Being able to express myself. So, I don't really want to trigger anyone. Yeah? So, usually, by the way, when I tweet something and it gets a lot of comments, I don't read them. Mm. Yeah? I just mute it. So, can I ask you what your intention of saying some of these things are? Because me, for example, I do say some things online as well that a lot of people don't agree with, and I get backlash. But now here's the difference. But what is your My intention is I'm usually asking a question because I genuinely want to know people's view on things, or, you know, I'm sharing a thought that I have, and I, you know, sometimes just feel like, just, for me, it's always about the feedback. I'm... It's rare for me to just say something just for it to be out there. 
a lot of times I want to know what other people think about my thought or I'm sharing some, you know, something that's being talked about at the, at the moment and I'm sharing my view on the topic. It's usually to do with that. Um, uh, of course, sometimes I say things just to put it out there. It's some sort of, you know, therapy. You, you can call it, but, exactly. um, some, yeah, no but then therapy, but it, again, yeah. like, no, it is intention. Your intention is to kind of be free yourself from it. Yeah. So there is to an, get atten- it out yeah. Like, so there yeah. is an intention behind it, but I think intention is a very important because there's some people that just say things because they want to trigger people. Yeah. I've been in that situation, I think, but then I realized that it's it's just not a good thing to to make anyone's day worse. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But then you cannot know. Mm. Yeah, because you see, what I post or what I tweet are just my thoughts. It's what's on my mind, mm-hmm. and that is informed by my experiences and the mm. things I have seen and mm. the people I've interacted with and what they have said to me. Uh, some some of the things, by the way. Some of the things I think have been so triggering in my life, I've mm. said, I have gotten them from someone directly having conversations. I have some conversations with some friends of mine. Yeah. So, of course, people deal with a lot of stuff. So, they'll give you, like, examples, real-life examples that are happening in their experiences. Mm-hmm. So, sometimes I just get exactly what they've said and tweet it. Mm-hmm. I don't think about it. It's not in my life. It's not who I am. So this and you tweet it because it was because, so interesting to yeah, you that you want to share to me, it? Exactly. No, because I tweet it because I know that there are people like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And, and that's the thing with, um, let's say even if you put out a misogynistic tweet, mm-hmm. when you really know that, yo, this is really a bit against women. Yeah. You're sure that some men really think like that. Yeah. yeah? It, it, go, it goes back to that gravity video. Did you see that gravity video? Uh, I didn't watch the actual video, but I, I, I've seen tweets about yeah, so what in the it video, had inside. In the video, it's it's more like locker room talk. Mm-hmm. Um, how you'd how someone would ask, first of all, something sarcastically. Then you just answer sarcastically because it's trending. Like, In my opinion, this is why I think it came up with the video. The video, he says, hey, me, I beat my woman. In fact, if you, if you cross my line, I'll just beat you there and then. This is how I think it came up with that. It was the journalist had pushed him to say something about his situation mm-hmm. that he didn't want to say anything, mm-hmm. but because they had kept pushing, mm-hmm. he said something they probably wanted to hear. Like mm-hmm. it's either you're going to be against your fellow artist who's a man. In mm-hmm. this case, this is what this is how I feel. They brought it up, and he just decided to to like to tell them something that would hurt them, but then they would just get off him. Yeah. They, they will not prolong the conversation. Yeah. He also didn't expect anything to be posted. Like, he thought he was just having a look around. Yeah. Media can be very confusing. So they put that out there. Mm-hmm. He comes out to apologize after. But when you look at something like that, the people who have judged that man completely, yes. they're done. Yeah. I don't want to be that type of person in mm. my life who... First of all, I don't find that as kindness. This is this is one of the issues I have with feminism and how the people that front it, yeah? I have more sisters than I have brothers, by the mm. way. So in my life, I also did grow up with my mom, so I really, really feel like women are very important. Mm-hmm. But because of how some debates are put out, mm. yeah? 
and how human emotions work with people and how people really react. People don't really like to be told what to do. In in general, even me in school, I never like to be told what to do. Not from not even from my parents. Like I want things to just flow. Mm. Like if I want to clean this house or wash utensils, mm. I want it to be like, hey, I want to wash utensils. But yeah. The only reason I'm independent enough is when I don't want to wash utensils, there's someone on schedule to do that for mm. me. So people don't understand that when it comes to to online. People want us to live perfect lives. Mm. And I feel like that's impossible. It is impossible. Because from the moment you wake up in the morning, even if you dressed up, by the time you reach, they'll tell you the sound has echoes. Even if you're sure that everything is pretty good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Something just doesn't always work. Yeah. yeah. So I don't believe in people coming up with um, opinions about others just because of what they post. Yeah. I think when you do post online, you... Uh, again, this goes back to why how you asked me how I react to negative comments. Yeah. When you do post online and someone says something, you you have to understand that they're just commenting on what they're seeing. You know, that's why I say I don't take it personal uh. because they don't know me personally. Um, but because I have an online presence, I am. Um, I'm very big on not judging other people. And also, again, because I have friends who are celebrities. So all these things help me a lot. I can see what happens on their timelines. people see, yeah. and then I know the background yeah, yeah, story yeah, yeah. of their actual lives. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. that helps me in general how I deal with human beings. Um, also, yet away from the whole celebrity life, day-to-day life. My uncle, for example, may so rest in peace, he passed away recently. Yes, yes. He used to drink, uh, he was an alcoholic, a lot of alcohol. He used to take me to his bars, girlfriends, and, you know, all these places. Um, me walking around with my uncle and meeting all these other drunkards, friends of his, who are doctors, lawyers, engineers, all these people. When you see them, you would think, like, People would probably just look at them and be like, ah, these drunk people. But because I knew my uncle, who was also an alcoholic, but painted our houses, has amazing abstract art in our house that he did. So talented, so intelligent, but he has that problem, you know, the alcohol thing. And I used to walk around and meet these other people. So for me, in life, I just always knew that life, you know, people are just not what you see. There's always... Somewhere. Everything stems from somewhere. Everyone has a backstory. Everyone, you know. So for me, that's just how I look at life. And I, so online, it's the same thing for me. I can see what you post and I can react to what you have said because it's out there. But I also know that you are saying this because of something. It yeah. comes from somewhere. It's not just, you know, just anything. That's why I said the intention behind when you put something out there and then also your aim. Those are two things that I do feel like play a part. Yeah, I think that's really clear. Now, I've just remembered, um, the last time you were here, mm. when we are doing the Melissa Live. Yes. We, one, we're going to go to the live. But first, we're going to have, we had this conversation in the car. I think I overheard you on phone, mm. probably talking to your mom. Yes. So you're talking about your brother and how you didn't want him to have the same lifestyle you've had. Mm. You probably wanted him to be down here in mm. Uganda, right? Mm. Now, first of all, when in Uganda, I was reading Hilary Bamlinde, mm-hmm. a motivational speaker guy, mm-hmm. was saying, um, 
your chances of making it down here are reduced mm. by 60% just when you're born. Mm-hmm. Of course, bad governance, what not, the structure mm-hmm. is what. Even to the, the people that are really hustling, mm-hmm. there is some sprinkle of privilege. Mm. Yeah? Because it's extremely hard to make it. Yeah? What, what does making it mean? That's a very good question. Yes. What does making it mean to you? Uh, because for me, making it is independence. For me personally, yeah. because of my background. For me, if I know I can sustain my life, be independent, be happy, healthy, that is making it. You know, go after my passion. That's making it. Um, just to give you an example why I ask specifically why I want you to define making it is because if you look at a lifestyle of a person in Germany, for example, for, I'm not talking for everyone, yeah. but um, for a big percentage, it's probably, you know, going through edu- education, we all kind of take the same route more or less when it comes to education up until the point where you say you are joining university, you know, we're all kind of studying the same thing, right? Yeah. Now it's time to go to university. Usually you choose whatever you're choosing or you do a placement, whatever it is, and then you start working. After you start working, you are more likely to uh, rent a place where you're living, um, lease a car, whatever it is. You're never really in ownership of the things that you possess, right? Um, and you're also in a system where you have to be completely transparent. If you're not, you're making yourself, um, what's the word, uh, like, it's illegal. What can I say? Like, you are... What do you mean you have to make yourself completely transparent? In terms of your earnings yeah. and taxing yeah. 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 and... Um, you, everything has to be on paper. Exactly. Like, no like it has to be on paper. There's no back roads. There's no... You have to be transparent. Um, so it kind of takes away from, uh, you risking or, uh, you know, just having some sort of freedom when it comes to certain things, right? Exploring stuff, seeing what can happen. Exactly. Now in Uganda, uh, I I believe we have the biggest number of youth entrepreneurs or something, right? Okay. That statistic is right. It's correct. But also it, it stems from, you know, they pick up. How the UN really picks up this stat is, you see how you'd move out of this mm-hmm. and go on the line? Mm-hmm. They're like six Rolex joints. Yes. So all those are entrepreneurs. They are, though. And, and they, they are, but... They are. No, okay. wait. Yeah. What I'm trying to say yeah. here is just, just that me. these people have... Um, I, I want to say most of the Ugandan people with their lifestyle is either where they live. If we go to the village, it's like, okay, people have houses because of, I don't know, their parents or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, they have a bit of land. They're surviving on that. The other people who decide to maybe move into the city, uh, you know, have their little business here and there. But in terms of the possibilities, Uganda as it is, is kind of like a virgin country. Everything is more or less open. Of course, there's a lot of factors that play part in terms of um, sometimes we. it looks like the government doesn't want you to go overboard. It's like if you start and then it's like, mm. oh, they're you know, keeping track on you and things like that. But in terms of generally, if you are just, you know, doing your thing, you are able to open up any business that you want if you either know people or 
have the funds to back it up, whatever it is. Now, in Germany, you, you simply cannot do that. Of course, um, in terms of security and education and health, you are more secure in the other world. Like in Germany, uh, it's very hard to find someone that is dying because they cannot afford their medication. How? We are all legally, we have to be Medicated. insured. Yeah. If you are not like a doctor, even if you come to Germany as an illegal immigrant and the doctor does not know you, they are forced to help you. They're not allowed to look at you die. That is illegal, you know. Here, it's different, you know. You can go it's to a hospital. Different. If you don't, if you can't afford your medication or the medical care, you're floor. just going to die. Do you get it? But so that's why I'm saying let's define what it means. Because someone else might say to them, security is very important. By any means, then Germany is your country, your place to be. Someone like me who has interests in a million different things. So, but then someone like you who has also seen... Both. The best and worst of both worlds. Yes, I have. And you conclude that the odds are better here. Um, I would say that I would prefer to have the worst in my home country than have the worst in a foreign place. That's, that's how I see things. Because in Germany, again, oh, I don't want to speak so negatively, but in general, like, it's very, the way society is, is every, to each their own kind of thing. So, like, if you're struggling in a way of, like, on the street, be it a fight or whatever it is, especially as a foreigner, you're more likely to just have to deal with it on your own. Whereby here... It's very hard to find someone just see you being beaten up or see you in an altercation and not help or see you with your car, I don't know, stuck on the road and not help. So, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That's... I know it's a different view on things, but again all up to the definition of everyone personally, what they feel like making it. Means. So why did you feel like you should make that choice for your brother? Um, for <laughs> me, now in terms of my little brother, again, because of how I said his character is and what yeah. I have, because I've been the most present in his life out of everyone in my family. Everyone knows this. Be Including it my parents, parents, be it yeah. everyone. It's been me. Um, so I would like to believe that I know his character and I can understand how his mind kind of operates. Now for him, he got to a stage in life where he was actually open with us, where, you know, his surroundings had bad influence on him. Um, up to the point where he's at a stage right now where he's like, I don't really have friends. I don't really need friends. Like very much I'm doing my own thing, you know, da, 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 yada, yada, yada. Um, also to a point where he's been when it comes to discipline and just having having structure in life um that's something that he was missing so for me to stand up and say you know what guys i believe it would be a good idea for him to experience school in uganda boarding school in particular was for him to learn those things in particular so in terms of having structure because in Germany, he was on his own. Like, you go to school, but it's like, it's all on you. If you go, you go. If you don't go, you don't go. If you're in boarding school, 
everyone is waking up at 5 a.m. Everyone is making their bed. Everyone is going to class. Everyone, do you get what I'm saying? So having that surrounding just to kind of guide him. There's no boarding school in Germany. There is, but they are very expensive. They're very expensive, and I don't really know anyone that's been to boarding school. It's not likely. It's not common. So I didn't, uh, I never said that would be an option because I didn't know. Uganda, I have a lot of people that have been to Ugandan boarding school. So, yeah. Would you, are you going to take it? I was going to say something sarcastic. I was going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to take our children to boarding school? <laughs> Okay, but we're in the life of school. Are you going to take your children to boarding school? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love for my children, my future children, to experience boarding school. But again, What's with you on it the hard will life? depend. It will depend. No, But I like it? that attitude. You know, life is really hard. Like, no, listen. No it will depend on the character my children have. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. I told you, I, I compared myself and my little brother, for example. Me, personally, how I am, boarding school would have most probably not had such an impact on my life. How so? Just because of how I grew up, being independent as I am already, you know, I kind of already was put in that direction. As much as I was a day schooler, I was still, you know, independent. I kind of, you know, had my own structure and wherever it is, and I stuck to that. That's what I follow. That's what I did. But then now for my little brother, it was not the same case. You know, he was waking up whenever he felt like waking up, going to school, sometimes not going to school. You know, that was just that's just how his character developed in terms of education, you know. So for him, I do think that, you know, experiencing boarding school, even if it is just for like half a year or one term or whatever it is, I think it would have had a positive impact on his life in terms of education. You think body school impacts people in terms of education? Mm. Have you do you know of any experiences of boarding school in have you have you cared to find out? Do you have Yeah, a, I have uh, enough friends who were sent back as they say from like who lived in outside countries or were born outside and were sent back to Uganda to go to school and all of them went to boarding school. Male and female. So, yes, I do. Pineto is on the live, throwing in a lot of comments. I just wanted to see <laughs> if it's perfect, but it is. <coughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Again, I'm just going to ask that again since I was taking an hour. Yeah. Have you cared to find out about life in boarding school here? And would you recommend that? Me, I've been to boarding school from uh, P1. Mm. To, but because I preferred being at school more than being at home, mm. yeah. So, I grew up thinking it was such a cool thing to be in boarding school that mm. hey. But then, I realized that it's actually not as cool as after I'm out of school. Mm. Like just just now, I, I think I realized that like three years ago. Like, okay, the fact that I missed away from just being around my parents mm. because from the start I was just raised by school. Mm. Yeah, which I I treat as street in my in my <coughs> my perspective, mm. like it's more of just the streets raising you. Yeah, you just there yeah, at school. Some random woman who is a metron who has a lot of her own personal issues is shouting at you to go for morning prep because it's her job. Mm. She's just going to slap you. She will not understand. 
until you're really, really, really sick. Like, mm. it's <clears throat> there's a thin line. And this is, by the way, in all schools. I went to schools where they don't cane. But you'd go and, if you've made a tiny mistake, mm. you'd be asked to, like, dig one acre of land mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. But it's just not about the punishment. Of course, the culture, the solidarity, all that stuff is important. Like, I knew how to associate with friends. Yeah. Um, a big part of boarding school made me, like, a salesman. Mm-hmm. I, I knew how to find people who are selling some stuff and those who need it. So mm-hmm. to, like, link that. And that's, that's, like, been a huge part of my life and how I've made money. But... The fact that it takes away from family, mm. like you spend a lot of time with now new strangers who eventually become family, because mm. I'm still friends with the guys I was with in P1, um, some of them I crossed with to high school like that. Mm. But the fact that boarding school takes you away from family and you adopt to other environments, yeah, it mm. then affects you when you're out of school. Mm. Um, I do. That now you do not have um, the people that are close to you. Mm. Yeah, you only stuck with family. Um, my siblings are my boys. Mm. And like, are my friends. Yeah, my big brother is top boy. We are we are business partners. We are friends. My sister is like my best friend, the one that was here. Yeah, uh, she's really my close close friend. Besides everything, I'm like the female version of a friend she didn't get. Yeah, and she's older than me, but she'll still run to me to tell me her boyfriend issues, things like that. Like, yeah, I have that relationship with her, but I don't have that. But, but because, of course, all of us went to boarding school, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, there was no other way, like it's it's family, mm. we became friends at least for that. Mm. But then, being so far from family, mm. I am not close to aunties, to uncles, to even like family itself, mm. yeah. I think I think we we've talked about this actually off camera before, but um, the the uh, how should I call it the ability to adapt I think is very important. So you see how you had boarding school, and then when you were out in holiday or whatever, you had to adapt now to life out of boarding school. Yeah. I think having that you know, back and forth is is a very good thing to have in life. Um, and how you explain boarding school is how some of us live life in outside countries because our families are mainly in our home countries. So that is normal life to us. What you call a street and was so harsh and da-da-da is normal, is the reality for some of us, you know. So I think that, you know, um, in terms of just adapting and being able to have both and saying, okay, now I'm in boarding school. These are complete strangers or whatever that are around me and I'm learning about and getting to know so many different people. And, you know, strangers will... Uh, treat you differently in most cases than maybe family members. Yeah, because they don't know shit about it. Exactly. Having that in life, I think, does, you know, just kind of groom you in a way. So I wouldn't look at it in in that negative way. Of course, um, as human beings, you're always going to feel like whatever experience you had is the most traumatic or the most vital. It's because you went through it. Um, But if you, again, look at the bigger picture, see how what you're explaining can relate to someone who grew up in the Western world. You wouldn't think that, that in the first moment. Yeah, but It's also interesting. But then it makes sense. Because then I remember um, when I went to hostel mm. in Olympia, my dad went to my room. Mm. Then he told me, this is how 
I have lived all my life in Japan in just a room like this. Yeah. Because uh, I'd asked for so much, like I'd asked for things, da, 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 I want this, I want this. And yeah. This. So enriched the room is like, for you, you're just coming to study. Yeah. I'll put the school fees, da, 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 and you've put a list of all these things you want. For me, I was in this same space. Yeah. And I, I in a country that is not my own, yeah. where I don't have, for you, from here, okay, uh, it was MOOC. So I have like an auntie somewhere on the road who has mm. a shop. So he kept telling me, for you, you can move from here if you mm. don't have food. Mm. and go to your auntie. You can mm. walk back home, you can do what you can. Yes. But he didn't have all that, so he was telling me, I was in this space and this is all I had. And yeah. You see? And this is why, again, I go back to your question asking me, what what does it mean, you know, making it in life? Or 60%, I don't know what he said about, you know, Uganda, it's like already yeah. you, you don't have. But now look at student life, for example. Um, for the most part, you're telling me that most of, students here in Uganda probably get school fees paid by their parents Um, and um, a lot of people I know live with their parents for a very long time up until they get married or things like that Um, I can only speak for myself Uh, of course I've had my parents in my life and things like that but when it comes to financially for the most part I started working when I was about 14 years old and um, until now of course if worse comes to worse, and I'm like at the limits of limits when it comes to my financial life, I do, I have my parents to run to. But it's something I try not to do just because of how I was brought up and, you know, being independent and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I also live like a student in a student room. You know, that's all I have. People would probably think, oh, Mel, you know, probably in this fancy place. And that's not the case. I do like my comfort. Um, but also then my furniture guess what? I bought it myself. Like everything, most of the things that I have, I had to acquire myself. Because you're earning money that can... I'm not... No, no, no. I'm a full-time student. Me working as a tutor, for example, is on the side. The money I make, of course, compared to what you can earn in the same space here is a lot compared. But then the expenses are also a lot, you know. Um... My rent, for example, putting my business out there, but it's about uh, 450 euros. And I'm talking about a room that is maybe a bit bigger than this. Combine that and this. No, no, no. Just this room. Yeah, but at least, okay, let's say it's big until that corridor. Oh, you mean, yeah, yeah, maybe, exactly. But it has my bathroom, kitchen, bedroom, like that's all I have. And that's how most of our students, or they're sharing accommodation and paying maybe 300 So, yes, I earn more, but then I also have to spend more, you know, food, yeah. things like that. So expensive. Would you, if, if, if you could travel back in time, would you rather do school from here? Um, I would have Also, been... in terms of quality of education, yeah. what would you prefer? Now, this goes back to our conversation yeah. with your brother. Germany here. Okay, I do think there's different parts for me that play play a role in that. I do think in terms of things like handwriting, discipline, you know, when it comes to school, I feel like Uganda is much better. Um, I feel like Ugandan students, compared to because I am a tutor, so I can speak on that, yeah. are more, maybe not more intelligent, but they are more, what can I say? Um, they seem like they... They have more knowledge or are more 
educated in a, in a sense, right? In Germany, kids are a bit more free when it comes to school. It's like, like studying is very independently kind of, uh, you know, structured. So you can acquire as much Don't knowledge you as you're open to acquire. Don't you think that's how it's supposed to be? Look, look, look. The conversation Kahuma I think a mixture would be good. Yeah? No, look at the conversation Kahuma put up online. Mm. Uh, did you did you watch the video? Where no, he's talking I... about So the video he's saying mm. there is no point of getting a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm. He's saying that uh, if you can learn a skill, you can learn on YouTube. It's it's we've been having these conversations, me and my peers and my friends. Yeah. Um so again, in our family, only the girls have gotten the degrees so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for me, my dad is still pushing me to go back mm. to the degree. I'm telling him, yeah, wait. Mm. But when you look at the argument Raymond was hinting on, mm. it's like, uh, if you can work yeah. here, there's no need to have the papers. Mm. Yeah, That goes down to the quality of education. Now, you've said in Germany, it's a, a more of like independent. Mm. I'm also thinking you choose what you want to like. Um, yes, to, but then that's, that's what we need. But this now this is imagine the, I had learned, let's say, learn how to code. From, yeah, I'd, I'd right now be earning what six figures. But do you know what the vital point now is yeah. in Uganda? If you have, if you acquire knowledge on your own online, you can start up a business. In Germany, they mm-hmm. will ask for that degree. There's no way you can cut corners. You have to be transparent. It has to be on paper. I know this. Do you really know this? No one's going to just employ you and you can learn while on the job and show them I have this knowledge. No. We need a a set paper that is signed and sealed that has went through different avenues to be like, all right, this person actually knows what they wrote down. You can't just say, I know how to code and then go somewhere and apply. And you have to have some sort of backup. So in terms of freely, you know, education being independent, yes, but still you kind of, if you want to live that secure life that people are yearning for, you have to be transparent and be on paper and have, you know, certain degrees or have finished a certain part of education. You know, it's hard for you to just, I think America is maybe a place where you can, yeah. I think America is more of, that's why they say the American dream. You can more so be like, you know, I know this. And if you know someone and then it's more likely, you know, but Germany is very much strict on paper. They're very, very, very exact. But the education mm-hmm. in, in like generally. Yeah. For you, I, I don't know if you know what we study here. I've I've oh, seen some actually. Um, yeah, to like the friends who are like your age mates. Yeah. Who who have been going through school with you at the same time, but in different. Yeah. Do you think you're the same people? Do you think you'd sit in the same interviews and get out the same, or you'd have an advantage? And this is not to like mm. for you to to come off like a better person. This mm. is in both systems. Do you think a girl your age who has done her school from here mm. and a girl and you? Mm. who has done school from Germany. Mm-hmm. Same ground, you come to me, I'm the guy who has the job, both of you talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I ask the same questions, mm-hmm. I tick off the same questions, who mm-hmm. do you think will get 100%? Um, hmm. That's a good question. And funny enough, I think she might be able to answer the questions correctly, more than I do, mm. might. Mm. But I might still get the job because of how 
I am answering the questions, even if they're not correct. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like uh, me You'd be more growing up there, answering. exactly, yeah. like there's a way, the confidence, the the ability of thinking outside of just giving you the answer. I think that is one point that might help me because again, uh, me having my charity organization and going to different schools, I can see how children answer in schools. It's very much by the book. It's like everyone is kind of giving you the same answer because that's what they've studied. Now for us, it's more so, yes, this is the answer, but you don't have to say it how the teacher wrote it down exactly. You are more open to answer Still correct. You didn't just cram things to answer. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay. Then uh, personal. There's a lot of cramming going, here. Yeah. Because that's all we do. We want to pass you. Know, exactly. Yeah. But then some people, everyone has a different style of, of learning. And that's one thing I've learned as a tutor. I have students, same class, same, you know, siblings even, where I can say a sentence to this student and they will quickly grab it and that's it. And another will be frustrated and be like, what? It's like saying, for example, if I ask you what is 25 plus 35, right? One will first do 20 plus 30, then do the 5 plus, you know, 5 and get the answer. The other one will do 25 plus 5, then add on the 30, get the same answer still. The other one, like there's different ways of learning. So you have to understand. And that's one thing that I'm kind of missing more so here in Uganda, because it's like, that's the curriculum. This is how the teacher's in front. This is how you're learning it. Everyone, cram, cram, cram. Not everyone is good at doing that. Me, for example... I am a visual learner. I need to hear things. I need to write myself. I, I can't just sit in a room and listen to someone. It's going to, you mm. know, so we all have different ways of learning. And that that is one thing that we also in Germany struggle from now having school and then transitioning to university. Because university is you're sitting there and you're listening to whatever they're telling you. And then you have to, in your own time, decide what is my best way of learning things and how am I going to now really understand everything because me i'm very much i ask so many questions that's why me and mathematics have always had fights with each other because someone will tell you in math this is how it is melissa just accept it but for me it's like no i need to know like how do i get to that like how does that and it's not like it's impossible for someone to explain it to you but it will take too much time there's 30 other or 100 other people in the classroom with you. A teacher cannot focus on you and give you that time to explain that to you. So you have to just take it as it is. So, yeah. I think education is so broad that we can't just say this is the best and this is, you know. In terms of your education, yeah? Mm. How much of that do you want to bring back here? Um... And how, In terms of how, what, what I'm studying, yeah, what you're studying, or what you're studying, um, well, all of it, like hopefully, you know, but then also understanding the environment that I'm bringing it to, you know, and that's why, um, that's why I love spending a lot of time here and just going around different places. Um, in terms of you know, me studying health economics, for example, um. And the the health system that is at hand down what, here. What 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 pieces you off most about the health system here? And, and okay, one we don't of course get. You said in German, you can't die on the street. At exactly. Least. I think those are. How the, can you implement that here? The access. Um, like, do you have an idea of how to have a better health system? 
Yeah. Factors constant, good government and what not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I think for me I'm very much everyone should do what they can in their means. So um for me once I have acquired my degree and have had some work experience, I would definitely love to move to Uganda. Um uh, my father and brother are both doctors, so it's just something that is within the family already you know i would love for us to have you know hospitals health insurance pharmacies and just have that you whole have health system. insurance it's just expensive yeah 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 but of course now for me i would love for it to be you know for health to be accessible for anyone and everyone you know in their means that that's the idea the ideal thing that i would want you know and for in order to do that you have to start somewhere so um if we could just have a system of our own that's like our own pharmacy health then we can do that in our little space and then expand i think yeah i would love to do that like have my family involved in us just building on that Okay. Now let's first go into the music. No. Yes. Uh before we talk about how trash the Okay, it was not really trash. I like the video. That maybe some other jam plug. The sound died. Yeah. Just like this one I was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't trash. Yeah, yeah, the trash was a very bad. No, from what I like really wanted to produce. Mm. I got so disappointed with the medicine. And just so that guy ran away from from the set. Eh. Hey. So, maybe that was <laughs> one of the issues. <laughs> But um, I took some time out to listen to literally every song you played. Yes. The one thing that stood out for me were the lyrics, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes, you like culture. Yes, mm-hmm. you like to sing. But your lyrics are just not anything that rhymes, yeah? You just don't... Like, there's a story. It's also deep stuff. So, what are you trying to communicate? Mm. Yeah. Um, I think music for me is... Um, and how much... Okay, let me just finish the question. Yeah? Like, yeah. What are you trying to communicate? And mm. also, how much of your music, how much of lyrical power do you attach to the music? Mm. Besides just um, the beats being kawa, mm. seeing the guys you've been working with are all good. Mm. Um, yeah, the beats and just you singing. as yeah. Like how much of like the lyrics... I've been struggling with Douglas telling him to write... So that in this time you're here, we we get done with the recording. Mm. So you can and I told him I was going to take care of all that. I just yeah. don't know why it's slow. <laughs> but I also insisted that yeah. for you to come up with what she's going to sing, yes. you have to really listen to all her stuff. I yeah. know that it's going to be hard to give her mediocre lyrics. Yes. So how much power, like do you do you write for yourself, first of all? Um, yes, I do for the most part. Mm. Um, do a lot of writing for myself. Um, if someone else is writing, um, then it's usually after we've discussed where the direction I want the song to take. Um, uh, but yeah, for me, you know, lyrical content is so important because I'm, the music that I love and love the most and I can, I can, uh, you know love listening to the most is music that has very strong lyrical content it's not just you know music of course i have What's your best music give me like um mm, examples of for example like song and old school r&b for example or everything has been no i'm saying like the general mm. the genre old school r&b was very strong on like lyrics like it was a story they were singing about something someone can relate to 
So relatable music to me is, you know, the most important. Um, another genre that I love is gospel music, for example. Gospel music is also always a story. Yeah. It's lyrically very, you know, broad and strong, and it's uh, it's very relatable, you know, as well. So yeah, that's where I draw my musical inspiration from because I started singing in church as well myself. So um, yeah, it's very hard for me to just sing just anything um yeah how do you choose the things you sing about um it's it's the vibe and the mood that i'm in in that moment you know uh sometimes i feel like i want to talk about a certain topic or something i've been through or something a friend of mine has been through and then i find the right or explain that and the producer comes up with a beat that fits that or um, I'm just randomly list, have a melody in my head or a rhythm or whatever it is, and we first put down the beat, and then I write on the beat. So um, the process is not always the same, but, um, yeah, lyrics does play a, a huge part. So um, if I wrote if I wrote down stuff, yes, how easy is it for you to, like, just put that in like melodies and sing like I don't think I can write a song mm. but I can put down things that I know will make sense to the world yeah mm-hmm. like if I if someone put them in a song I don't know if that's how people write songs mm. they'll have some meaning to them yeah so but I can't sing mm-hmm. but if I wrote them down for you yeah how much first of all how much of your music is not written by you even the collabs do guys just give you the lyrics, or you write all that stuff? No, I, I mostly write. If I'm not writing, I am in... How easy is it? Like, do I hit you up and you take like a week, or you can come to studio it's and come always and... It's always different. I, I, I don't even consider myself a songwriter, by the way. Okay. So, it's... Because I feel like I've seen songwriters, and to them, that's their craft. Like, whatever it is, like they Madra. can make a song out of it. You know Madra? Mm-hmm. Mudra? Yeah, yeah, Mudra. yeah, I don't know if that's how they pronounce the name, I think. Mudra, Mudra. yeah. Yeah, really, I, I, I just got to learn that he was writing a lot of music for, I think, even Karol Kasita. Yeah. So when you listen, before now, he was he was writing this music before Karol mm. Kasita, before he, he started singing himself. So, but when you listen to his music now, then mm. you listen to Karol Kasita, you, you really can. see that, okay, this this is Madra. This, yeah. this is the person. Right? Yeah. You can feel the community. It's just like anyone who has a radio mosaic verse. Mm. Sometimes, some it's hard, but you know that now that's Spice Diana, but that's written by Moses yeah. Radio. Like, you'd feel it. That's a real talent. I don't think I have that. I think for me, it's more so in the moment. Yeah. You know? It just happens. I can't really explain how. It it just happens. Is it also because of um, your experience of like growing up really independent that, because now lessons the song, so motivation eh yeah like 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 yeah you're on some sad shit and and you're telling us now to learn mm. yeah. Yeah, it's how I speak. If you, if you, yeah, but 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 yeah, then it's how you speak. Exactly. It's how you have your conversation. Lesson but is actually a very good song to, to describe you. Exactly, I agree. I agree. That's why I made it the first song before the performance. Yeah, yeah, because I felt like that was you now, even yeah. when listening to it. It's actually a really nice song. You should make a video for it. Thank you. Um. Yeah. So let me ask you about two more questions. Yes. 
what habits do you think you're establishing to get closer to your goals and values but also you can give us some of your goals mm. i saw you posting a house you know you're a very controversial person <laughs> one morning you're posting how <laughs> money doesn't make sense to you and what's not yeah and the next day you're posting a very posh house of now this and now you're like huh. Oh, this Melissa, she probably just talks about money not making sense to her because she doesn't understand. But when do I ever cool say things, money doesn't make sense? To okay, me. not like doesn't make sense, but you're not like taking a. We um okay. Here's here's it about me. Uh-huh. I think in terms of my partner and relationships, um, one thing that me I have observed in my surroundings, especially male surroundings, they're always like, "What are you gonna show Melissa to convince her?" Like. I'm saying money doesn't convince me. Money is not something that can make me do something I don't want to do. Again, because I am so big-headed. Like, if I want to do something, as I said, same thing I told my parents, if Melissa is doing a mistake, it's Melissa. So money can't make me do things I don't want to do. Mm. If I'm doing something and I happen to make money, amazing. But it's not something that, that can drive me to do. I'd rather be happy and do something that's making me happy and be passionate about it, then do you get what I'm trying to what say? What is your definition of happiness? Um, my definition of happiness is a feeling that I can't put in words. It's something I feel. Me being happy is a, is a feeling. Are you happy? Right now? That was a question. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Right now, in this moment, I am. (laughs) (laughs) That question is bigger than just right now. Like, are you happy in life? And can you tell that... Martin, I am on the podcast. Tunula kulaibu, niku podcast. Yara kachia wandu baku ulira ngukumira. Again, like a big conversation. Niku podcast. Uh-huh. In general? Okay, the thing mm. is, um, look, my goal in life is to be happy. Yes. You know, but that is just a cliche statement. Do you know what, what makes you happy? I don't. This is one thing I, I heard the other day. I don't I remember who said it. I would have quoted them. But they said that if you feel like you're not happy, for example, right now, right? Yeah. Go back to a moment where you remember that you were happy. And try to think about what made you happy in that moment. My happiest day is this day. Today? Today. Why? Because I was in hospital. Before? No, as as giving birth to a child. Today oh, today. Of because of the birthday yeah, of like your... It's, it's, it's my happiest day in life. Just that. Exactly. So, the birth of your child made you Yeah, but I'm not going to be having birth children every other day to no you don't have to but you already have that child that made you happy yeah so probably most of the things to do with the child is what brings you happiness because for me my nieces and nephews for example bring me happiness as well and joy being around them the way they love me the way i talk to them the way you know spending time with them the that makes me happy. So I know being around them makes me happy. Can I be around them 24-7? No. no but it's one thing that makes me happy. Uh, creating music makes me happy. Being in studio, creating a song, no matter how sad the song might be that I'm creating, it makes me happy. Music makes you happy, yeah? Yes. Okay. That means we'll create a lot of music. Now, back to the question. 
uh, asked about habits uh. you could establish to get you closer to your goals and values. Yeah. But then I wanted you to like give me an understanding of like what your goals are. And that is because me, I don't believe in setting goals, mm. first of all. Mm. I, I feel like once you set goals and you look up to goals, that's all you get. Mm. Yeah. It, it's it's like making money and earning for salaries. Mm. Like you can get 2M, then you get 5M, then you get 10M, then you... Mm. But like you say, it costs mm. start increasing. So it's just never enough. Yeah. It's not fulfilling. I do have different goals uh, for different things in my life. I do set goals just because it kind of helps me to stay on track of things. Writing down goals is something that helps me. It's something my father taught me when I was young. Um, just to, you know, write down short-term, long-term goals. Um, I also, though, I try to not focus too much on long-term goals, goals just because I feel like you can get lost in that when you do that. Um, but yeah, short-term goals, definitely, even for the day, is something that helped me, especially, oh my goodness, in times of the pandemic when we were at home and we were not allowed to leave our house and... No, you just felt like life just didn't make sense. And it's like everyone was in that space. There's nothing you could have done about it. By the way, it. speaking of the pandemic, how was it in German? Uh, when you say not allowed to leave your house, yeah. were you just skipping indoors the whole day? Because um, for us, we're not allowed to leave our houses, but we still... Yeah, no, 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 we, we went out. Because we of walked. how our systems are. No, 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 like there was no... bypass everything. Yeah, no, there was no bar and stuff like that. No, there's no way you could bypass it because people were actually not working in terms of that. It was literally just supermarket mm. and best believe Melissa would get ready and get dressed and plan her outfits to go to the supermarket because that's All something I was looking forward to but again I woke up and had short term goals in terms of today I wrote down things from wake up brush your teeth shower do this just to tick them off just so that I can stay in that that's mindset that just because that's how I live that my life now? Um, okay, not in, obvious, not details like, not detailed yeah, like yeah. that, but I try to. I I I realize that I'm more productive when I write down my goals for the day. For example, for today, the podcast things like I wrote this down, and best believe after I'm done, I'm gonna tick it. And that ticking that just gives me a feeling of oh, okay, you've done something today. So just my um, I, I would say a habit of mine is that just um, keeping track of the things that I want to do in a day in a week, mm-hmm. in a month, in a year, and being able to, you know, tick them off and work towards them. You know, just having some sort of direction of, of my life. Have you dealt with pain in your life? Oh, yes, plenty times. Plenty times. Uh, but one pain that I feel like has been one of the most tremendous is losing uh, my uncle. uncle who was like my best friend um not just because he's a family member that i lost but, but just because he was my friend and because of you know me and my love language and how i want to be loved and him doing exactly that like it was beyond just i think the way my uncle loved me i think my grandmothers can come close to that but it was in a in a special way that can't be explained because I never had that conversation with him as to how I want to be loved or, or, you know, the things that I like and how I want people to treat me. I never had to speak to him about it. It just came naturally. And I think losing that, like I, I genuinely, by the way, but it's in been, terms of, um, you know how people speak. It's been speak, just months, right? Yeah. So you know how we people can't speak talk about, about how much 
No, I can't. It has helped you to inform your now perspective on life. Because, yeah, your uncle and now he's not there. Yeah, but it happens, so I can. It doesn't matter if it happens today. or It's how you deal with it that makes a difference. But because I spent so much time trying to understand why I felt the way I felt when I did lose him, and, you know, how I dealt with it, that's how I know, you know. For me... That was actual heartbreak. This things of our relationship, oh, and this person doesn't love me anymore. That, You've just not experienced that genuine love. Have you experienced genuine love? No, I don't think I have. Now looking back. But then how can you tell that... How can you tell a love that's real? Do you no, it's not about tell, a love Okay, that's not like real. Do you think we can only notice love... Um, from let's say how our parents loved us Mm. no this is what i'm saying it's about how you want to be loved you get what i'm saying how can you know how you want to because you know what makes you feel loved you know what makes you feel loved you know when you something is missing or i feel like you should anyways if you spend enough time with yourself and reflecting on how you how you feel so for what three years years. (laughs) yeah but you might ignore how you feel and your feelings, especially as a man, because of society, you're more likely to dismiss how you feel. Yeah, but don't you think it's important to dismiss some of our feelings and just... No, I don't think so. For me personally. Does it matter to recognize all your feelings? Yes, you because like that's how you understand how you, how you want. You said one of your goals is happiness. Yeah. The difference why I know what my happiness is and you don't is because I spend time on realizing... What makes you like me happy? No. What practices do you do to like? How do you spend time with yourself? I just do a lot of reflection, and I acknowledge how I feel. So if someone says something to me, or does something to me, or if I lose a person in my life to death, I I spend a lot of time in acknowledging how I feel in that moment, and what makes me feel better, and how I get out of that situation. So if I'm in this dark hole because of outside influences, we all have had moments where we've been in a dark hole or a bad place and we've all overcome these moments. So I spend a lot of time in that process. I'm in a dark place right now. I, I'm acknowledging it. I'm not ignoring it, dismissing it. That's how I feel right now. What's making me feel this way? What can I do to get myself out of that? Okay. What's helping me? Yeah, that makes sense. Finally, as we conclude, um, when you are still out, there were articles about you and your mysterious relationship with Vixen. <laughs> <laughs> and how you're Ridiculous. very heartbroken. And here you are telling me about your only one heartbreak being your uncle. Yeah. Word. And people, people are asking there online about you and how you're feeling. Yeah. I think it was very interesting, you know, especially... Um, I'm not sitting here going to say, oh, I don't know who Livingston is. Of course I know. Um, I've also said so many times that he's one of my favorite male voices in this country. I am a fan. You used to sing with him in church as well, right? No. I grew up in Germany. How? But we have mutual friends. But you have music together. You told me you have a song. Uh, We have a song together, yes. Okay. We have a song together. That's true. Uh, It's not out yet, though. But um, in terms of that... Again, the way, first of all, I had exams, so I wasn't even online. So people sent it to me privately for me to even see it. Um, and I'm, I didn't feel the need to speak on it because, again, I have a lot of friends that are 
celebrities. Mm. So I know that there's so many ridiculous things <laughs> being said about people. So for me, it was I was just in shock. But because of you know some of my family members actually believing it. I was like, oh, wow, this seems to be a bit bigger than what I thought it was, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I f didn't feel the need. First of all, Ugandans are very good at moving on very quick. So I was like, if I don't pay this any mind or attention, I know by tomorrow no one will care. And, um, yeah, that's just how it was. Me and him had a conversation about it. It was funny for the moment. But, um, yeah, it it was so random and ridiculous. Are you ready for things like this when you become like a Melissa Molunji? Mm, I think so. This has happened to me before, by the way. It's not just Levixon. Even actually, every male person, but um, Eddie, my brother, for example, is one person that that was a bigger kind of situation where it's like, oh, these two are dating. And I'm just like, wow, that's interesting. I didn't know. Um, so yeah, it wasn't the first time f to, for this to happen to me. Um, again, you can only... The reason why the one with Levixon was a bit very random is because there was no information out there for it to be like, like, where are you getting this from? Me and Eddie, I wasn't too surprised because you see these two people all the time. Yeah. They're, you know, in Masaka here. that You you don't know Melissa and you're like, what's what's going on there? Like, what's happening? So I wasn't too surprised about that one. Um, and yeah, it goes back to what I said. Like, I, I know that people can only go by what they see and then they speak on that without knowing things. So I don't take it personal. I'm just like, hmm, okay. Do you listen to more Ugandan music or more uh, Western I, music? I listen to a lot of Ugandan music. I want to say, though, in the Get past... Get your phone and do your top 10 songs on your playlist. How will you see it? Like You just have to say it. And one song, this is, this is how my playlist is. Oh, like a Ugandan song? No, no, no. Hmm? Your first top songs on your playlist. How will I see? I have folders that I go by and then play randomly. You don't have... What's your favorite playlist? And what songs are there? I have... Look at it. 143 hours and 31 minutes of music. It's all in one. Okay, first read the first folder. Is it Uganda music? The first song on this... In this yeah. No, this is a Randy song, actually. Mm -hmm. Second one? Ugandan. Second one? Ugandan. Second one? Arabic. That? English, Afrobeat, a German. How much music do you listen to? I listen to music every single day. A lot, right? Yeah. What in what in particular do you look out for when you're listening to music? Depends. In the mornings, I love to start my day with gospel. I love to end it with gospel. This is because of your Christianity. Yeah. During the course of the day, a lot of R&B, if I'm going now, probably Ugandan music. Yeah, a mixture. Okay. Afrobeat. So, yeah, you're left with just, you now have a chance to ask me anything. Then we end. I have a chance to ask you anything? Only two or three. Mm. What have you learned today? A lesson that you've learned today. <laughs> Can you imagine? Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> That's a genuine question. One, I've learned... that how students live outside mm -hmm. is almost how we live in boarding school here. Mm -hmm. So, again, there's so much of people like me mm. who grew up thinking that I wish I was like someone like you. 
yeah yes. without understanding what's at stake yes but don't you think like people say you'd rather <laughs> cry in a benz mm. don't you think i'd rather cry in german than in a boarding school you know again like i said the um, only difference it's like me saying i'd rather be miserable in my home country than in a foreign place so because you've not lived here i have enough for a year and a half do you think one year and a half is enough to understand that? It yeah, depends on how you live life. Also, the other yeah, thing someone can live in is, Uganda. You, know, you live in Uganda with with the privilege of knowing yeah, and the comfort that I'm going to be away. You get that? You're here for you're now left with like two weeks, two more weeks, mm. yeah. Mm. Like nothing can be so bad in these two weeks. Do you get what I'm telling you? Yeah. Mm. Like you can't be there and. Like, ah, man. But now me, if something is really stressing me, I'd be like, ah, well, will this go away? What will I do next month? But for you, next month you could be in German. Mm, but that's, that's life. Because right now, right now, me being here, it's because I'm on a holiday. But again, I packed my bags and I moved to Uganda for a year and a half and I was living in Uganda. I was meant to live here for a year, actually. And I expanded to a year and a half up until my dad got his stroke and I had to go and take care of him. But um, yeah, so life is life wherever you are. And that doesn't matter what, which country you're in. That's just how life is. But I'm saying you can also live in Uganda be in your gated community and live like do you get what i'm saying yeah. and have a whole different view of so it depends on how you live life you can also be in germany and you know live life differently and how so, is it that you've kept such a positive perspective on life um, i think it's understanding what life is about and how life is it's understanding that there's good times and there's bad times i think my faith uh, and religion helps me a lot in that as well. But, um, yeah, just understanding life. Like, good days are there. Enjoy them while they are. Understand and maybe uh, be present in how they, you know, cr- were created. And then understand that there's going to be bad days. And understand that bad days are also going to pass. And understand that you can learn lessons, pun intended, from bad days as well. So, Yeah, that's what I learned. About the sound? Lovely. Yes. No. Nothing? That sound was still going to be fixed, Melissa. We're going to have this conversation another time for people to actually understand what happened behind the scenes. (laughs) But I do think there's a lesson for you to learn in that. Maybe now is not the time, but you will. Uh, There's that of giving something time until you really perfect it and put it out there. But that is all I am really doing. Let me tell you, um, in the beginning, hmm. we had bad sound. Hmm. Then we left, we, we tried to perfect that. We now understood that the cables we're using were, were fake. Hmm. I've invested all that time to get that. And until, of course, minus that slight echo thing. Hmm. Then the streams came about. It was so hard to get perfect sound for the stream. Hmm. But right now, that sound is as good as podcast. Mm. the sound that is there of course minus what the people had called echo which was also shocking to me someone had played with a gadget i didn't know i'm just looking for someone to blame you have to blame someone always in there stuff do you blame people for no i told you if melissa was doing something wrong then well yeah but i mean i feel like uh nope. you have to just blame someone that's why i mean i have a dog if anything goes wrong in the house the same man this dog then i move on <laughs> Maybe that's another thing you could learn. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, um, but it's always really good to host you. By the way, I, I like the conversations we have. Same. Did you have another question? Um, yes. Okay. Is there anything, or what's the what's the most important thing that you want to now that you know you have a your father? It's your child's birthday today. What's the most important lesson that you would want to install in your child? My child. Yeah. Life takes patience. Hmm. Like for anything to work out, you interesting coming patience from someone that doesn't seem like they patience are very patient. and consistency. By the way, no, for, forget that sound thing because I had given these guys that like we started setting up Escoba. You started setting up for this at eight. Mm. Yeah, but he's not the sound guy. But he started setting up at eight. So by ten, I supposed to just sit. Patience doesn't have a time limit. True, true, true. That is one value I want to instill in him. But if you know, I'm a very patient man. First, forget that. <laughs> I'm very patient. That and consistency with things. One of the things I've struggled with, I, I've been really entrepreneur in my life. That's what mm. people know about me. But I get frustrated and jump away from things. Yeah, I had a really big company, a juice company. Not big, but it had caught up the world yeah. and stuff. But then small frustrations take me off things. Mm, mm. So the art of just being consistent at something and doing it and putting it out there mm-hmm. is... Is fulfilling. It has just become fulfilling. So yeah. I do it. This podcast is strictly fun. This is why you can just hit me up and tell you, yeah, let's have a conversation. Yes, yes. Because then if I don't do the conversation, I feel like I'll, it, will, it, will be, it will become a habit of mm. giving people excuses. Ah, no. Hey, maybe this. So I don't compromise on some things. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. I want to teach him consistency with patience because that's almost the same thing. Like mm. Patience comes with, you have to be doing. You just can't sit there. Mm. Whatever you're on about and you believe in it, to me, that's that's it. Again, also, just being, like the Bible says, treat anyone else like you'd want to be treated. Mm. Apart from internet people who you do not know, like no one can come into your life to say, don't say this. If you're not hurting people, mm. you're free. The world is yours to take on. Mm. Yeah. But. Nice. Can I add something to that? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, one of the things that I always tell my loved ones yeah. is, and how I live my life, is no one owes us anything um, and that we shouldn't, we're not entitled to have certain expectations from people. I think the sooner you learn that, the more peace of mind you have in life. Mm. So whenever I do something for someone, I don't expect them to do the same for me. It's nice and I'm glad and have gratitude and I appreciate when they do do it, but I don't expect it. Because I feel like, be it my parents, my kids, my siblings, my family, my yeah. friends, no one owes me sure. anything. That's dope. That's it. 